uh, with manual dexterity, or some people who don't have all the fingers in their hands. You know, people who didn't have five fingers, or sometimes even three, four fingers, couldn't use all of the gesture set for voiceover. So thanks to this enhancement, we can now remap gestures to, to make sense and to be able to be used by people who don't have full use of their hands. So for example, some things that I've done that have been helpful, the rotor gesture. Some people have a hard time doing that turning of the rotor gesture on the screen. For me, I found it to be much more intuitive to use a gesture that had not been assigned before, the two finger swipe left or right. I turn that now so where if I, fly, I swipe left with two fingers, that turns the rotor left. If I do it to the right with two fingers, that simulates turning the rotor to the right. For me, that was just much more intuitive. And again, for clients I've worked with who had trouble with the rotor, has been a game changer. I created a single gesture, for example, now that takes me straight to voiceover settings. So now I don't have to go to settings, accessibility, and voiceover. Now I just simply do this one uh, gesture, in my case a four-finger single tap, and that takes me straight to the voiceover settings. I also created gestures to open notification and control centers. With the new iPhones now, they got rid of the home button, and now we use a swipe down from the bottom or, or, or swipe down from the top gestures. Uh, for some people, that's doable. For others, not. So I find for me, I find it much easier sometimes to just do this four-finger swipe down or up, and I can open up each center respectively. So if you want to play with this, uh, you just go to voiceover settings and commands and have fun. So another thing is uh, the sounds and haptics and customizations of sounds that you can do. Um, how many people hate the sounds of voiceover, like when you flick to something and it clicks really loud? So maybe you turn off your sounds, but then you're thinking, you know, there's certain things you'd like to have sounds for. I'm one of those people. So uh, you may notice when you first run iOS 13 that now when you interact with the screen with VoiceOver, you're feeling taps on your phone. So for me, I, I turned off that, the sound of the flicking that it made, but I have the taptic touch. So every time I flick to something or I touch something, I'm still getting that feedback, but just not in a loud, obnoxious way. So you can go in there and customize a lot of this stuff to your heart's content. And you can turn off that haptic feedback, too. I know some people hate it. So the good news is you can turn it off if you really hate it. You just go to vo voiceover settings and uh, audios and sound and haptics, and you can uh, customize this. So activities is another thing that uh, Dean showed us, and I find it to be very helpful, especially when I'm giving demonstrations. Sometimes when I'm going to show the iPhone to somebody for the first time, I don't want them to listen to the speech at full blast like I have going, you know, really high rate of speed. <laughs> so, and sometimes I might want to use a voice that's a little crisper, a little nicer. So I created an activity that when I go to the rotor and, and select that, I call it Access Demo. And now you'll hear the Siri female at a much slower speed. And that makes it a little less intimidating when you're giving a demonstration. So looks like I'm coming to the end here. So, okay, two minutes. Boy, what can I get in here? So uh, some other things they added. Um, for those of you who didn't like uh, 3D Touch, the Apple seems to be kind of slowly but surely phasing that out. And they've added a way to access that extra menu, because I found those menus convenient. So by putting focus on, say, the App Store, you can now do a single finger triple tap, and that opens up this menu. 
that gives you things, access to various aspects in the app store. So if I want to update apps, for example, I do this gesture and I find updates on the list and I double tap that and now it takes me right to the page where all the updates are. So they've expanded uh, hint and descriptions in the camera app. So you, for those of you who like to take pictures, you can have fun getting more description of things. You can, um, there's also a watch item. This is really neat. Uh, so if you want to watch the progress of a status bar, but maybe do other things on your screen, I, perform, I put focus on that, stat, on that uh, seek bar. That, that's what I meant to say. And now I do this gesture. And now VoiceOver is constantly watching that area. And no matter what else I'm doing, it's going to periodically give me the update on that seek bar. So uh, customize the punctuation settings. Those are good. And um, they've also expanded the speaking of the tech-to-text on buttons, which helps in button labeling when developers don't do this for us. Sometimes they put it in a graphic. They don't even put it in text that a screen reader can normally read. Well, thanks to this enhanced feature, you can now get a clue as to what that button might be, and then you can use the voiceover labeling feature to label that button yourself. Uh, another thing that some people like is that now you can turn off the uh, auto language detection. I find this particularly helpful sometimes when you uh, read emails that might contain different languages, but maybe you just want to read the English part. So you can turn off that auto language detection. So anyway, there's a lot of neat stuff out there. I, uh, I'll be up here in the front. If anybody wants to ask me questions or things like that, I'll be up here in that front area. Or if not, over by the NFP table, come free, feel free to ask. This is what I do is I train people, I provide consultation, I do tech support, I do all that stuff. So come by and see me, ask questions, get a business card, or whatever you like. And thanks for having me here. Hi, Ann. Come on up. <laughs> Let's see if we can get the microphone down low enough. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Come on up, Jamie. Do it together. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Thanks, Robert. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. Um, just like four or five minutes. Four or five minutes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Whatever you want to say about him. Sure. Being a gold sponsor. Stand over here like sure. <laughs> All right, everybody. My name is Thomas, and I'm with Hims. How are you guys doing today? Uh, that wasn't loud enough. Are you guys having fun? Yeah. All right, we're getting a little bit better. All right, so like I said, I'm with Hims. Uh, today we're demonstrating the Cube Rail and obviously the Polaris as well. Um, but the Cube Rail is really of particular interest for a lot of people. If you haven't gotten your hands on it, um, it's really an interesting device. What we've done is we've taken a Braille display and we've thrown on a QWERTY keyboard, but we've removed the letters and numbers and have the Perkins-style keyboard on there as well. So what that means is when you're using your Braille display, the QBraille, with a Windows computer, with something like JAWS or Dolphin, you're going to be able to use the keys on the QBraille just like you would on a laptop. So to copy would be Control-C, to paste would be Control-V. Those are the keys that you're going to hit just like you would on a regular laptop keyboard, but you're able to do that on the cube rail. And I'm actually going to pass this to Jamie because she has one here, yeah. and I'll be curious to hear what she says. Me too. Here you go, Jamie. <laughs>
It's not okay. Ah, finally, I got audio. What's happening here? <laughs> well, good afternoon, everyone. Well, as what Mr. Thomas has said, I do have the. Well, first of all, I want to know how many of you are familiar of the um, Braille Edge and the Smart Beetle. Yes, of course, there's plenty. <laughs> this one, like what he said, is a combination of both. Plus, you know, it also has uh, function QWERTY keys. It, it, it's, what I love about this device is what I call the hybrid function. Yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> when the hybrid um, mode is on with the device, um, it actually allows you to, like what he said, like when you're closing an application, you click, you know, you just hit the familiar Alt plus F4 button, et cetera, et cetera. But what I really like about this device is, is it enabled me to um, be actually more efficient in, you know, of course, performing some tasks, you know, within communications or social media. What I like about this is I could switch quickly, quickly switch to um, different, to, because you could pair this with multiple devices. It actually has, it supports six unique devices. So you could pair up to six devices. It has 12 Bluetooth connections overall in total. Wow. So you could pair six for the Braille display and six for the Bluetooth keyboard. Um, what I like about I, I I find that I use this a lot when um, I I love reading books. But then the problem was, you know, I, I love reading books in Braille because, you know, I could see spelling and how it's written and stuff. But the thing is, Braille books are just too thick for me to carry around. Imagine if I, because I like to travel, okay, I go back and forth in different places. <laughs> so imagine if I wanted to read a book on a plane, how many Braille books? And not to mention thick braille books am I going to carry? And this little me with little hands carrying all that? Probably the books are bigger even than myself. <laughs> I mean, so what happens is I used to, when, when I would, you know, I, I, the alternative, of course, is for audiobooks. But the problem I have with audiobooks is I can't concentrate because ultimately I lose my spot, especially when I'm reading it, when I'm laying in bed and stuff. Then I end up falling asleep. And <laughs> that's a problem. And then, I mean, yes, you could sleep time it. You know, you could set some sleep timer and you could mark ultimately. But <sighs> then it, it still doesn't work because when you wake up, you've lost where you last left off. Who knows how long have it already has been, or you don't even know where you last left off. This Braille device or Braille display actually makes it easier for me to read and type documents, you know, on the go. This ignited my passion and love for reading, you know, both at home and on the go. Also, I love, you know, when I create documents, this, this device actually you could also, it, it supports um, Word or PDF or Docs or BRF. So when I, could, when I create stuff, as, you know, I, I use it for reading a lot, but aside from reading, also when I create stuff, I use the notepad. The, it also has, a, it by the way has all the applications and folders that, Braille Sense and Smart, I mean, uh, sorry, the Smart Beetle and the uh, Braille Edge has. Um, 
also that um, what I like is that I don't. I really rarely use my laptop anymore because I, you know, I carry this device. It's basically my all-in-one device. It doesn't, however, have a Wi-Fi connectivity, but. I'm sorry, because again, it's not a note taker. You have beeps. You have to remember, this is not a note taker. It's a braille display, but it's hybrid nonetheless. That's why. Hence, it's my favorite um, braille displays so far that I've ever seen. I don't really like, you know, in my own opinion, I don't really use braille note because I have um, different devices anyway. So. This device allows me to seamlessly connect through all my devices. And it also supports, by the way, it also supports every operating system and all the screen reading softwares. I know I got two more minutes, but I'm probably going to end it soon anyway. So if you, <laughs> if, if, hopefully that, um, like I said, basically, I love using this basically for reading. Oh, and I forgot to mention about the SD card. Yes, duh. How are you going to create and save notes? Where are you going to save it? Of course, I save it with uh, the, um, I use the SD high capacity cards. Um, and it takes up to 32 gigs of SDHC cards, by the way. So if you have more questions regarding this product, you could either come see me for the end use, you know, as the end user, if you have more questions as to how I use the product, you could come see me. I am going to be around for a while here. However, I'm going to also be at the NFB table way back there <laughs> where, uh, you know, um, that, and also you could see, you could also see that you know, hymns table or the sweet man systems or AT Crowder, they all carry this stuff. So hope I shed some light regarding this <laughs> uh, this device. And thank you all very much for having me. Thank you. Going to be Joy Steigel talking about the Dexcom. But before we get to her, um, as you know, our gold sponsors are people we want to make mention of since they're here. They had the workshops talking about the Dexcom product. Um, so, here you go, Joy. Hi. Hi. Goodbye. Where is it? Oh. <laughs> it's on the podium. Yeah. Good afternoon. Okay. I'm back again this year talking about the same device as last year, the Dexcom G6. Why? This is a device that gives you an immediate blood sugar reading when you have diabetes. Those of you that don't have diabetes, your blood sugars pretty much stay between 70 and 90 milligrams per deciliter. Those of us with diabetes, it fluctuates dramatically. That's why when you have diabetes and you're taking insulin, you need to prick your finger as often as you and your doctor decide you need to do it. It's not easy getting blood on your, from your finger to the strip it's inside the meter when you're visually impaired or blind. It's a struggle. At times you may have to do it a couple of times to get enough blood on the strip um, for so many reasons. So now there's companies out there that have produced what's called a continuous glucose monitoring device. And what this device does is it... You place it on your abdomen, the G6, and it gives you a new reading 
every five minutes without pricking your finger, without drawing blood. Um, it just rests on your abdomen that you um, somewhat shoot in. It's a teeny-weeny little wire that's about a quarter of an inch long, so it's smaller, much smaller than a needle, So, um, and it's easy to do. And it's hooked up via Bluetooth through my Apple phone. And because Apple products, as you know, are accessible to those of us that are blind. So with a a single swipe, I find out what my blood sugar reading is. It is so easy. The reason I'm talking about it now is last year when this device wasn't on the market, some insurance companies covered it. Most did not. Now all of them, plus Medicare, are now covering the Dexcom G6. I love it. Yes, definitely applause. Well, I was sitting there listening to the different speakers. I was finding out what my blood sugar reading was. Because I have found that when I sit, my blood sugar levels go up. Mine don't stay regular like someone without diabetes. So this is information that I need. Um, And also I have found that when I get up, I may have one blood sugar reading, and within five minutes of walking to the kitchen, making myself a cup of coffee, going back to my desk, turning on the TV, turning on the computer, my blood sugar's dropped 30 points. Wow. I never knew that. So now I have this information right in my hand. I use an um, Apple iPhone 7 SE, and just with a little swipe, I find out what my blood sugar reading is. So I've brought brought with me today. (laughs) Yes, Robert, I know. (laughs) Broughten is not a word. I have brought with me today several brochures about the Dexcom G6, in case anybody is interested. Um, and it's easy. Thank you. Okay, we'll have a door prize. <clears throat> Maybe two. While we're doing that, if the representative from IRE could come up. Here we go. Thanks, sir. Hey, guys. How you doing? Right on. So, yeah, I, I'm Cody Mitchell with IRE AT, um, not to be confused with IRA. I've had a few of those swinging by my table today. Um, Basically, what we do is we provide all sorts of AT equipment, everything from your handheld magnifiers to and desktop CCTVs, of course. We have accessible phones and tablets, magnification and screen reading software, as there we go, as well as our um, we have our Irie embossers, as well as the View Plus embossers. So um, pretty much Irie's been around since 2012, not quite as long as uh, Sue and Bob over there. Um, for the record, uh, you guys, uh, 1989 was the year that I was born. So um, 
Anyways, so um, yeah, what we do is we act as the master distributor for all of our products, and um, I'm down here. I was invited by um, Malik and Juanita to show some of our products, so um, swing on by and check them out. The phone is on a stand. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. You got seven minutes. I've got seven minutes. <laughs> Hello, everyone. How's everybody doing? Everybody, I take it, is thawed out. I'm glad that everybody got in the room because it was really cold in here before everybody got in. So, anyway. Always uh, nice to be here and um, share any little or big information with you guys. Today, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about um, a couple of mobility aids. And as we know, mobility aids, well, they're just that. You always have to depend on the teachings of your O&M instructor, but you know, like our apps on our phone that help us um, get to where we're going. Also, the mobility aids that I'm going to talk about today, basically, same thing. Use it, but remember to take all your precautions and remember all those things that your O&M instructors taught you. So, a couple of um, devices out there on the market. One that I have with me and one that I don't have with me today. The one that I do have with me, and these both generally work on the same principle, which is they use ultrasonic uh, beams to capture whatever object might be in front of you. And I was like, I'm gonna move the mic just a little bit because I'm feeling like I'm leaning forward. Okay, so here we are. So, they use the same pretty much technology. Beams go out, they hit something, and they come back and they vibrate. Okay? So, the buzz clip, which I have with me today, is a small little device that can be clipped on either to clothing or they also do have a little stand that you can use to clip onto your cane. And the actual vibrations do travel through your cane and up your arm. So it's not scary. It's just a little vibration. <laughs> and uh, it just lets you know that something might be in front of you. The other device, the Zunu Band, is, is a device that you wear pretty much like a watch. You put it on your wrist, and then it has this little array that is also sending off those little beams and giving back the information. But let me talk a little bit about the buzz clip, which is what I have today. And it's a very simple device. has two buttons, and these two buttons control everything. Not sure if we're going to be able to hear this, but I'm going to push the button that if you're facing it forward, this is what you should get when you push the button. Okay, so that tells you, you've, we've heard four beeps. 
And, sorry? Okay, four beeps. Each one of those beeps indicates the battery uh, status. So one beep would indicate 25%, two beeps 50%. What do you think three beeps would indicate? How about four beeps? Very good. All right. So that's, that's how you can tell whether your device needs to be charged. If you're getting only one beep when you turn it on, that means you should probably plug it in. And it does have a battery, and it does recharge. Um, it's supposed to recharge in less than an hour, and the battery lasts about 10 hours of use. So it's a, it's a nice device. Now, um, as things come into contact, I'm sure you can hear a little, little rumbling there because I'm putting my hand in front of the array and it's basically uh, telling me that there's something ahead of me. Um, now it's time to talk about the other button, which is on the other side, and this determines what kind of distance is um, the, the beams shooting out. So when you first turn it on, you're at level one, which means you're capturing things up to one meter away. And one meter is about just a little over three feet. Okay, so if I push, does that mean two minutes? Okay, good. All right, so if I push the button on the left, I heard two, two beeps, two vibrations, which means now I'm at level number two and this means that it'll capture things two meters away. Okay, if I hold. Now we've got three beeps, which means we're looking at three meters away. And this, of course, would be a setting for outdoor when you're walking out, and you might be walking a little bit faster, so of course you want notification of what's coming up much sooner than if you're indoors. So the one meter range would be if you're standing in line at a restaurant or at the post office and you're wondering, when is this person going to move up? Has the person moved up? So this would be a good use for that. Okay? So if you push that button one more time, it's going to come back to level one, which is one meter. If we push the button on the opposite side, because we're done using our device, we should hear... And that means I'm going to sleep. Thank you, guys. The microphone is right here on the stand. It's a little bit up here. There you go. Perfect. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Who's ready? for some more best in tech fun. Who's ready for lunch, really? <laughs> That's right. Thank you guys so much for being here. I'm very excited to be here. My name is Rachel Feinberg. I am one of the blindness product specialists for Humanware. And so I get to travel all around the West Coast. I'm based up in Northern California, and this is my second year at Best in Tech, and I'm having a great time. Who's having a great time? Hey. All right. Awesome. You guys are still awake. Um, I don't think the youth are in here anymore, but really, they said it better than I ever could. Mm -hmm. um, 
we make products designed to empower uh, blind and low vision users to live their lives to the fullest. Uh, we had one gentleman using the Trek for orientation and for podcast listening and book downloading. And then we had one young lady using the Braille Note Touch for her educational use. And that's primarily where we are. We are in education. But a lot of what we do is we make products that you can use in education. You can use them at home. You can use them at work. You can use them wherever you are. We have the Braille Note Touch Plus, which is an Android tablet. And it has the Google Assistant. I love to ask it random questions like, you know, what do sharks eat? <laughs> it tells me <laughs> they eat everything. They eat license plates and tires and fish and <laughs> it's all kinds of stuff. And, of course, the Braille Note Touch, we have Easy Reader for downloading books. We have Chrome for browsing the Internet. Who in here uses screen reader? All right. There's my people. That's right. So we have screen reader shortcuts built right into Chrome for browsing. We can also lift up the keyboard, and you can Braille on the glass. It's completely silent. It's really efficient, really, really fast. And just like the, um, I think it was one of the, the youth who said that they enjoy using that because they can have their teachers simply look at the device and make sure they're on task because, you know, they would never be watching YouTube, right? <laughs> or playing games. Yeah, never. <laughs> but it's a great way to collaborate with uh, sighted friends and teachers. And, of course, reading books. Um, as the uh, young lady who discussed the Q-Braille, she loves reading. I love reading. And it's so exciting that we have so many devices to read our books on. We also have the Victor Reader Stream, which is a book player. So for podcasts and book downloads and audible books. I love audible books. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're a lot of fun. And, of course, we have the Braille Trail Reader, which... Um, it's a Braille display. It's a 14-cell Braille display, and you can put files from your computer onto this display. So if you want compact use, reading on the go, you can have that with the Braille Trail Reader. And you can also take notes and sync notes to your iPhone, to your tablet. We have a lot of folks in here extolling the wonderful virtues of the iPhone. It really is one of the most powerful devices out there. And we have Braille displays that will connect to it so that you can read your books, you can take your notes, or you can just use it as a Braille display. And all of these products are available at the booth. We are right by Sweetman Systems, and they are a wonderful dealer in the Southern California area. We also have low vision products. How many low vision users we got? All right. Make some noise. That's right. We have video magnifiers Oh, my goodness, and it's beeping at me. Yes. It doesn't want me to talk about video magnifiers, but I will go forth and, and, and talk about them anyway. Okay, great. So video magnifiers, handheld magnifiers, CCTVs, we have all of those at Sweetman Systems, and they are happy to show you those. So whatever you guys need, uh, they are here, and we're so excited to have them partner with us and show our products as well as many other products. So my name is Rachel. Again, it's so exciting to be here. Please come by and see me at the booth. I'm there to answer any of your questions. 
And I hope you guys have a great rest of Best in Tech. Yay. Yay. <clears throat> what? Oh, door price. I'm sorry. <laughs> and our next presenter is going to talk about Zoom on the iPhone. So without any further ado, here's Liz Thompson. You're welcome. Hello. Well, I'm low vision and I'm also extremely low tech, so hearing about all these other things just sort of made my head explode. And I just wanted to say um, thank you, Dean Hudson, for all the accessibility features built into the iPhone because before, before someone came from, I believe, Dale and McIntosh through the Department of Rehabilitation, I could not do anything at home. My vision is well enough so that I could travel and I could move around, but I couldn't do simple things like read a piece of mail. And I came back from the hospital with absolutely zero training, so it wasn't until the wonderful woman, Zinalda, from uh, Dale and McIntosh came to my house and explained, showed me how to, I guess I'll talk about all the, just the low-tech features on my phone that enabled me to get through every day. So I, the first thing I learned to do was to invert invert, you know, uh, make super, uh, a big, big contrast on my phone and make it bigger so I could read my texts because I got home and I looked at my phone and I couldn't do anything. And for the first time, I think I was at Starbucks and I realized I, I couldn't even get home because I couldn't read the Uber, you know, the Uber app. I couldn't read anything on my phone. So that's why I say the app, um, the, 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 the built-in features have just changed my life.